Welcome back to Live, Laugh, Lorazepam, episode four, take 770. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties, and it was fixed an hour later with a turn of one button. But welcome back to episode four. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to Abby to tell us what we're talking about, because it's in front of her and not me. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Um, during today's episode, we're thinking about diving into dating with mental health. Uh, Julie and I both have very different experiences with this, and so we wanted to sort of compare that a little bit, um, maybe chat about some of the other things that come along with dating and relationships, anxiety, OCD, et cetera, um, and then our use of the apps. I think it will be a hilarious uh, segue into some funny stories. Um, and then we're going to end the episode with a music song suggestion from Julie and a book suggestion from me um, as per request from a listener. So uh, if you guys are DMing us and asking us for specific things, we're listening. So if you have any suggestions, we are taking them very, very seriously. I'm Uh, honored that I was asked for song suggestions. That's all I have to say. You have the best playlists. I steal all your music. That's how I get most of my music. She has a playlist in her phone that is julie's style right isn't it called that it's called juju style like literally (laughs) it's just julie's name and anytime she suggests a song it goes straight into that folder (laughs) all right so that's how we're gonna wrap up this episode but let's dive into dating yeah do you want to go first we can go first i mean we me (laughs) (laughs) we it's me and my friend my brain um Dating is really hard for most people. For Um, sure. Dating with depression, anxiety, OCD, and being a lesbian is really hard. Um, I have not had a serious relationship in quite a long time, but I have had my heart broken quite a few times. And uh, I think it's because... I fall hard in before it is something. I don't fall for many people, but when I do, I hit the ground hard if it stops suddenly. You are a very loyal dater. I will say that. <laughs> like you're, know. you know, you, if you're talking to someone, you're talking to one person, and you're dedicating your time and your conversation to that person. And I, I can't say there are many other people in this technological age that can say the same. <laughs> I mean, I've tried, but if I'm interested in someone, I don't, like, want to talk to anyone else. Um, But for me, yeah, dating's been rough. Um, Do you think that it was different before COVID or pretty much, like, the same? Because, I mean, I know we used dating apps before, but now we're kind of siloed in this, like, really... Um, isolating time the last few years during like the really bad times yeah like I mean I had zoom dates Um, that was how did those go that was that was um actually more nerve-wracking than meeting someone in person I don't know why um but I had one that lasted like 
solid hour, hour and a half. And like we had a good conversation. We stayed friends for a while. Neither of us were interested. Yeah. Um, we're still Instagram friends. Um, they are pretty cool. But yeah, um, Zoom dates. Um, also meeting people who weren't as safe as I was when everything was mm. really, really bad. Um, but now it's, it's back to normal, I would say. Um, finding quality people. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to sound like a jackass. Like, most people are out there looking for something good. Mm. Um, but trying to find my fit is tough. Um, I'm very picky. Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Just blinking my eyes at her. <laughs> but I, uh, I think, I don't know. I'm going to keep my pickiness. I won't just say I mean, for anyone. I think picky is fine because if you know what you're looking for, um, it's it's better to know what you're looking for than to just be like bl- going into it blind, I suppose. And I just like going back to me being queer and dating, thinking about how I don't like have my few haul. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was going to mention that like I'm obviously I don't want to like say we're we're living or anything like that but like there's really big like queer communities deep in Boston and like in the outskirts of Where? Boston <laughs> but you're not living there like you're living in like more of a I live in the woods yeah she lives in the woods <laughs> um which is in itself sort of isolating so you're not popping into like gay bars in downtown Boston well, on the regular <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> No, and like, yeah, it's hard to meet people in person and then apps themselves. I feel like you meet a lot of people and then you don't get that, like, if if you don't get a match right away, like, not even like a match on the app itself, but like, match like text vibe, it just fizzles out right away. And like someone good could have passed just because it was via text. Yeah, because if they're not a good communicator, like in an app or on texting I mean that's sort of like like okay if I met my husband on a dating app I would have been like absolutely not (laughs) not because I didn't think like first of all it's incredibly based on looks alone because you just see photos and you read a bio and then you like make a decision Ooh, hinge now does voice memos I feel like that's a dangerous direction to go in (laughs) You can like it's like you give like a little prompt and then you like can answer it as in your voice. I haven't done it yet, uh, but now listening to my voice over and over again as I record, I might do it. You're more comfortable with it. Yeah. But no, like I was gonna say, my husband was like pretty bad at texting when we first started dating, and He's I had still bad. You were mad at him. Today. Yeah, that's true. But I, <laughs> I honestly uh, like had to say to him like I need you to text me more, or I need more information from you when we text. And we have a great texting relationship now, but like. If that was all I had to go off of in the beginning, that would have been like, absolutely not. This guy never responds to me. He doesn't even like me. When in reality, like, he just never looks at his phone. See, okay, now that goes into me with my anxiety and dating. I am a big-time communicator and texter, and my anxiety will be like, oh, they didn't answer me. But they're just busy. Yeah, they, like, have a life, but you're like, they didn't respond to my cute photos so they hate me yeah yeah or like open oh hate read receipts read receipts read receipts what do people call them abby lost her phone and she's searching for it no i'm not i'm not searching for it 
Something was making noise, and I couldn't figure out oh. what it was. I thought you lost your phone. All right, we'll just cut this part out. Yeah, well, we can <laughs> so. keep it. Um, but, yeah, like, the anxiety of waiting for an answer. Like, send a risky text. I sent a risky text the other day. Yeah. Didn't get the response I wanted. Called Abby crying. But we're good now. Well, I mean, there's also, like, when your relationship is primarily through, like, a digital sphere, you overthink every word you send and you overthink every word someone says to you down to, like, what emoji they send or their punctuation that they use. Can I say I hate emojis? Because the last person I was talking to, I would never, I'd be like, what does that mean? I would legit say that. I was like, I don't understand. Well, because there's, like, secret... Uh, language now for certain emojis especially we are millennials but for those gen z's listening there are some emojis that apparently i've been using and they do not mean what i thought they meant now I, what emoji no we're gonna have to talk about this later because i had to go look it up on <laughs> urban dictionary and like school myself the other day okay Good also like i get text messages from my mom with certain emojis like the eggplant referencing you know she's making some roasted vegetables your mom really did that a while ago it was a while ago oh my god um but you know that means something different to different people and especially when you're trying to be flirty don't send me an eggplant uh is that a euphemism or do you actually hate the food i mean i don't like eggplant okay so across the board hates eggplants got it that's going on your bio um (laughs) you already posted it i know um but no, when you're flirting and you're dating, there's like a sub-conversation happening. It's like there's two conversations happening. There's like multiple things. And then on top of that, you can't read body language or facial expressions. You're just going off of like, does this person's thumbs move well enough to text full sentences or not? What if they didn't have thumbs? <laughs> also concerning. <laughs> I'm really tired. Um, yeah, so texting. Um, I'm a big time texter, and I never like when I'm talking to someone. Like I'm like I never expect you to respond to everything I say. Um, like not right away, whatever. I mean, I will get anxious if I send something risky. And by risky, I mean like opening my heart up, not like sexually risky. Mm. Risky, not risque. Yeah, it. risky, not risque. <laughs> Um, because I just want an answer, but also I will rather do it via text than in person. So then I can take time to respond and not cry in front of someone. (laughs) So wait, so I want to bring it back sort of to the original question of like specifically mental health affecting dating. And then also like, how do you handle that like how do you cope with that when your mental health is getting in the way of dating before I wouldn't really bring it up or like I would just be in my own head and like wouldn't make things work or like be like hey I'm anxious now I kind of like I'm very open I mean now we have a podcast too so I'm like hey I have a mental health podcast because I'm mentally ill um but, like, if I'm texting too much, I'll just be like, listen, like, this is just how I am. Yeah. And also, if you can't deal with that, you're not the one for me. Yeah. Like, if you can't deal with my triple texting in a row, then... Uh... But that's how my brain works, too. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I can't do a whole, I mean, I can do a whole paragraph. You don't want to be on the other end of my whole paragraph. Very emotional. Abby can tell you how many times she's <laughs> read texts before I've sent them. My brother reads my texts before I send them. Because um, that is with my anxiety. I can't just send something. Like, if it's risky, I'm like, does this sound right? Yeah. Am I being too clingy? Um, I always worry about being too clingy or too much when I'm just me. Um, yeah, what is I, um, Elise Myers on TikTok and Instagram? Her saying is, go find less. If I'm too much for you, go find was less. Was that from her? Or, I mean, she has like a whole brand and like a line of clothing that I literally own one of her sweatshirts that says go find less. I don't know if that like originated with her, but I think she kind of has owned it. You know, yeah, has owned it or like put it out there more often than others. But yeah, I mean, I've seen that and I'm like, yeah, go find less. I'm a lot. And I will say if I feel like I am being a lot, I'm like, hey, I'm a lot. I know it. Um, I mean, each situation's different and I feel like I'm rambling no but honestly if it's like the right person or if it's gonna be a good fit like you what you think is a lot or what someone else thinks is a is a lot is gonna be just what that other person needs or they're gonna understand where it's coming from like where the anxiety is coming from where the overthinking is coming from so like I think when we say like oh I'm being too clingy or I'm being too much it's like all right then that wasn't the right person because your level of clingy and your level of interaction and communication is going to be just right for the person that's right for you yeah I want to know now I'm sitting here thinking as we're talking if anyone I've ever talked to and by talk to I mean like dated but not like girlfriends just like dated casual casual are going to listen to this and be like <laughs> she's clingy as all hell <laughs> um I'm emotional okay and I like to share my emotions and there I also is like to nothing talk. wrong with that I like to talk, and when Abby's not available, I'm going to talk to someone else. I mean, that's how we've said it in multiple episodes now. Like, that's how I work through my problems. <laughs> like, I have to talk them out. Because if I don't, they're just rolling around in my own head, and that's not a good place for them to be, just, like, <laughs> simmering in my anxiety at all times. Yeah, that's me. I can't have something sit in my head. If I decide I'm going to tell someone something, um, like, I just shared my emotions with someone the other day and how I felt. If I've decided I'm going to tell them that, I need to get it off my chest now or it's all I'm going to think about. It's just going to eat you alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's where my OCD comes into play. just circles in my head over and over and over. So then I don't say things at the right time. So then is the like response to other people who are like experiencing like mental health issues and dating. I mean, everyone dates differently and also copes differently and mental health is expressed in different ways and different people, but... For you, it sounds like just communicating. Yeah, I now I've just realized I'm I'm open from the get go. Because well, like, we we shouldn't be like ashamed of sharing that information anyways. So, like having no. that conversation should be a natural thing. I mean, there's like if I was allergic yeah. to shellfish, Phil, <laughs> <laughs> Phil, who is allergic to so many things, um, I would tell you right off the bat, I'm allergic to shellfish. Yeah. Um, oh my god sorry this just made me think of something I was on a dating app once and I met someone really cool they were allergic to dogs immediately remove them from your list (laughs) I was like I really hate to do this because you seem super chill but I would not survive without a dog in my life and I was like I wish you the best like how badly 
allergic. Like, just couldn't, like, no dogs at all. Because like, you know, like, I'm allergic, but, like, I've no, been here all was... day, and I'm covered in dog fur, and my eyes are itchy, and my throat is scratchy, but I'm still here because they're cute. <laughs> no, this was, like, cannot, like... Oh, no. Yeah. Also, if they're allergic to peanut butter, I'm like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Someone, I read someone's profile, I think it was last night, and they were like... Uh, I like sex, but I like peanut butter more. So if you're allergic to peanut butter, like, bye. (laughs) Their priorities are, like, (laughs) very clear. Sex is great, but peanut butter is forever. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's going to get a shirt that says that. Yeah. Covered in dog hair. But, yeah, for me, I mean, I'm very emotional. I'm going to tell you how I feel. Um, And I'm very honest about where I'm at. Um, and if I text someone a bunch in a day, I'm like, hey, sorry, like, this is just a really anxious day for me. I don't need responses. Um, responses are nice. Yeah. But also, I've had people ask me, like, what can I do for you? I'm like, just be here. Yeah, because, like, sometimes you'll text me a lot of things, and I'll just respond and be like, sorry, I've been out of it today. Like, I, don't, I won't be able to go back and read every single thing, or I won't be able to respond individually to everything. But I feel like you deserve a response. Granted, we're not dating, so my responses are probably not as important as others. <laughs> I didn't know we weren't dating. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> well then. This is the also apps. news to Phil. <laughs> <laughs> did Phil think we were dating or did Phil think? He always feels like a third third wheel when he's with us, so. We'll have to give him a microphone. <laughs> One of these times we'll have him on. But um so before we start like our episodes, we we talk a little bit about what we want to discuss. Um, but we won't dive in because we want these conversations to be raw. Yeah. Um, but Abby had mentioned she's very different from me. I am the clingy talker, emotions, and if I like someone, I fall hard. Abby, what are you? Like literally the opposite of everything you said. Well, okay, so let me let me clarify. I'm going to go backwards a little bit. We, um, okay, so your solution is to talk about it and communicate, right? That is also my solution. However, I did not utilize it until I met my husband. So my anxiety and depression and mental health plus dating was never, ever get attached. It was don't get attached. Um, I wish I could do that. Keep them at arm's length. I constantly felt like I was giving up my time for someone else. Um, and if they weren't, I don't, I don't know, like exactly what I thought it was, I would just cut it off, like cold Turkey, cut it off out of nowhere. When I all of a sudden felt like I would get overwhelmed, like my chest would get really tight. I would feel like I was being like pressured, like as if we were going to get married next week. Um, and as if they were like taking something from me by moving forward in a relationship when in reality, like the truth was that I never communicated my needs in any of the relationships I was in, whether they were casual or serious until Phil. And I think the reasoning is like, they didn't feel right. And so I like, I think a small part of me like knew it wasn't the right fit. So like, don't get involved. Don't risk it. It's like, yeah, very risk averse. Um, and so I would just like shut down. So like my mom would always like yell at me. She was like, you're so picky. She would say, I'm really picky. But it was because I'd go on like one or two dates and I'd be like, nope, absolutely not. And I would just cut it off. But I, I would. Don't even make it to that point. I'm just like, <laughs> bye. But it, it is funny. Like 
I real I kind of realized after a while that I I was doing myself like an injustice by not giving people a chance, and so I ended up um, dating someone for like longer than I should have, um, which then was like not fair to them because I already knew it wasn't the right fit early on, but I was like, well, you know, I always cut it off so early. Like I guess we'll just, like we get along really well. It's fine. Um, but I still wasn't communicating. So like, you can't, I can neither communicating to yourself. I was communicating to myself and that's it. Um, and then I was friends with Phil for a long time for almost six months before we started dating. Um, and so we already, we already had that like foundation. And then the second I realized like how real it felt, um, I had this like panic that I was like, oh, I want to make this work. And if I want to make this work, then I have to communicate. And that was terrifying because... Oh, do I know that? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, so he laughs all the time because one month into dating, I like called him crying, freaking out about how we didn't talk about anything serious and how we only ever talked about like really light topics. And I'm a really passionate person and I need to be able to talk to you about everything. And he was like, what the heck is wrong with you? And we went to a bar. We got like drinks and pizza or something and I asked him every serious question I've ever wanted to ask him since we started dating and he's just how long was that date oh way too long like way too long um but it started with me crying and it ended the night with like me realizing that we really like turned a corner because I was actually asking the questions I wanted to ask and communicating the things I needed to communicate and that has been like our number one motto since day one anything else we can work on and figure out, but like total honest communication like has to be upfront. Um, but I think it's really funny comparing our two sort of like dating histories because you very much like dive straight in and I very much am like, no. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm very picky and like there's, like I don't do that with everyone. Like I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm super clingy and like anyone I talk to, I'm just going to jump right in. <laughs> Because that's not the case. No, no. Not the case at all. But when I do fall, I fall hard. And. <laughs> yeah. I te- we're actually doing this podcast because I fell hard and did not land on my feet. And I said, let's just dive in and, and just like take it on so I'm not just sad. Um, and I thought, like you said, like you said, it just felt right and you had to say it now. Yeah. Felt right and I had to say it now. It didn't work out. But, but at least you can say that you were honest and yeah, that you like, communicated your needs. I didn't just sit there in my anxiety waiting and just being like, oh, that opportunity passed by. Because what if she did feel the same way? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know until you asked. No. I will say that like, I feel like there's a, uh, we have to like make a distinction between dating like first dates and just meeting someone. Oh yeah. This wasn't someone I just met. And also then like being in a relationship with someone for a while, which is still dating and having mental health there. Cause like I, my mental health got really, really bad in the first year that Phil and I were dating. And there were some like rocky moments there that I didn't handle well, but thankfully we had that foundation of communication. So we were able to work through it. Even when I didn't know what was going on, like I would like cry. And I remember crying one time and telling him like, I'm sorry like that I'm broken and that like you deserve better. I love you. And he's sitting there and he's like, what? 
the hell? Because to him, like nothing's wrong. And he's also worried, like, did he do something? He's like, he's yeah, in like his kind own of head. Flips it. It's like, oh my God, what did I do? Right. Because if, if I'm upset, like, what am I upset about? And he's like, I want to fix it. Like, what's going on? And then it quickly, like, I think both of us quickly realized that, like, when those things were happening, like, I needed to cry it out and that was okay. Nothing was wrong as long as we talked about if something was or wasn't actually happening. And then, um, he was really good about not trying to fix it, I guess. It was more like, what do you need in this moment? I think that's the, the key is finding the right relationship where someone isn't just trying to fix it all the time and they do ask you first. Right, because it's not like a switch, like, oh, we'll find this special thing, this coping mechanism, and then it'll be over and it'll be done and we can move on and it'll never happen again. Like, that's not how mental health works. Like, even in, in going into friendships as another type of relationship, um, if I'm having a really bad day, it's just ask me, what do I yeah. need? And most of the time, I'm just going to say, just be there. Talk to me about anything. We don't have to talk about my mental health. But if I do bring it up, just listen. Um, like, earlier today, I told you, I was like, I'm really depressed. I'm like, what do you need? I go, you're already here. <laughs> um, and then we, like, ordered food, got ice cream, played with some dogs, watched some TV. <laughs> All of those things, plus just being together. Yeah, it's just like, and it's, and that's not avoidance. It's, it's like, it's pulling me out of my depression because like there's, I think there's a difference between avoidance and then actively trying to yeah, pull yourself out and be happy. Yeah. Um, Where like I, I shut down, I just need like, I have to get rid of my phone, crawl into bed and like read a book or watch TV. Like, I definitely love the escapism as much as I love, like, being around someone. But then on the flip side, like, that might be what I'm craving. But sometimes I do just need to, like, sit with Phil or sit with my mom or sit with you. And that's helpful. Um, Because I think the hardest part about mental health is not being able to – we constantly – you and I are constantly talking about communication. Communicate your needs. Communicate and stand up for yourself and advocate for yourself. But sometimes you don't know what's wrong and you can't communicate what you don't know. (laughs) So true. So I also think that sometimes it's okay to say, like I say it all the time to Phil. He's like, well, okay, what's wrong? And like, how, how do you want to handle this? And I'll be like, I don't know. And I don't know. Okay. Move forward from there. And it's like, all right, well, let's make a cup of tea. Uh, let's sit on the couch. And kind of going off that, I think to remember when people are trying to help you, um, to respond with kindness when they don't understand your needs Mm. um because they're just trying I would love to do like an interview um like with Phil sometime about being like on the other side of the relationship with someone who has like a mental health issue because I have specific memories of what that was like and like I experienced it in one way but I imagine that that is really scary and um, there's like an uncertainty to it that like they can't pinpoint what's wrong. It's not like I'm sick, you know, well I am, but like, it's not like I'm, I have a rash or a fever. It's not something that can like be seen or felt. It's less predictable. Yeah. And also like there isn't a rule book for it. There's like the Abby rule book, but he had to figure it out as we went. And now he knows, but you know, it's not something you can like really Google and just be like, he's read it cover to cover now. Oh, he has. Yes. But I would be curious to like, see it from the other side of it. Like, 
I say let's do it. Like if like what's dating like when you meet someone that you really like and then you know they're struggling with something really hard like how does that impact your relationship or how does that impact sort of like the growth of your relationship? I'd be really curious to like hear from people about what what is that like and like how do you get through that? How do you cope with that? Put that on the episode list. Yeah. Yeah, we need to do an interview. And also listeners, like if you if any of you listening have that experience from either side of that type of relationship, like we'd love to hear from you because we can only talk about our own experiences. Um, and the whole point of this podcast is to like open the door to a more honest conversation about mental health and being more honest with ourselves and each other um, to like normalize these discussions. Yeah, and like it's not like, like Abby said, we're we're just two people, and everyone else has a different experience. Um, one of the main reasons that I wanted to do this podcast was because through my mental health journey, I realized that by other people sharing my their stories, I wasn't alone. And despite them being different, there was still the key points it connects on. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm not alone. Yeah, someone else has done that same exact thing. But we want to hear it from your side. Because I mean, it does shock me sometimes when you and I compare. Like, oh, this is happening and I'm feeling this way. Sometimes we have exact opposite reactions to something happening. Or we're re- opposite um, experiences to something happening. I mean, this, take dating, for example. Like, we each did something totally different. and But that, like, you and I grew up pretty similar and so it's funny to me that two people who are even as close as we are and similar as we are can have like such stark differences. And then, of course, that makes me wonder, like, what are other people experiencing um, in different areas of the world, at different places in their life, you know, um, in different families? And so it it is fascinating to me that like there are these threads of connection, but we're all having like a unique experience. Like we can connect with each other by understanding each other. Um, but that's not to, that's not to say that like the glove fits all and we're all coping the same exact way or healing in the same exact way. And that's why we want to add more voices to our podcast. Yeah. I'm very excited to hopefully start bringing on some, um, uh, guests to the show. We have, we have like a list of people lined up and thank you to everyone who has reached out to like offer to be on the show. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. We've got some amazing offers from, um, outside of this country too, which has been crazy to like go beyond borders. Um, but yeah, we've been like thrilled to hear from people and everyone, you know, brings something different to the table. So we're, we're, as Julie mentioned earlier, technical difficulties aside, we are trying to figure out how to do some remote guests as well as bring people on, um, like literally sitting at the table with us and to hear from different voices as well. So, um, we would love to know if there are certain types of people you'd like to hear from or maybe questions you want to ask. We're hoping to tease out the guests going forward, but um, before we jumped into it, we wanted to create like a foundation first. Yes, right now the tease is we're going to have guests. <laughs> but um, also just bringing it back to dating because that's what this episode is focused on. You want to share your dating stories with how you've handled dating and your anxiety, depression, OCD, bipolar, whatever oh mental illness God. you're on, please share um, we'd love if you give us permission to share um, either on our Instagram or we can do another episode about dating and bring in some clips of people sharing because um, if you dating's hard 
If you can't send it through social, you'd rather email us. We do have an email. We fancy now. It is at hello at livelaughlorazepam.com. Um, if it's a longer message, you can send it through email. If it's shorter, obviously you can reach us through Instagram. Uh, we've been pretty active recently. Um, but yeah, we would love to share the stories. I think that dating stories are some of the can be some of the funniest and scariest stories because we are both um, like experiencing something new and also like putting ourselves out there in hilarious and also sometimes like dangerous situations. And so I think sometimes dating stories are like my favorite thing to hear from people because everyone has a different experience. And oftentimes like, you know, you go out to a bar and something crazy is happening at the bar or alcohol is involved or, you know, I, I just think dating stories are like the best and then mix in like the unpredictability of mental health and anxiety and some of like the funny things that we do when we're having those feelings. Um, I know personally I can relate to some of the crazy, ridiculous things you do. I'm trying to sit here and think about crazy stories, but honestly, because of COVID, like it's been not too many people. Ooh, and that just makes me think my anxiety with online dating, I'm convinced that everyone else get ton- gets tons of matches and I get none. I don't get none, but like. The little that I get, I'm like, oh, nobody right. likes me. Well, social media like, makes no, us like compare ourselves to everyone else anyway. So, well, okay, wait. Also, speaking of in COVID times, I have multiple friends who have found like long-term partners now in COVID and they started as like the first 10 dates were Zoom dates. And I would love to hear from someone about that because personally, if you asked me right now to do Zoom dates with someone and like build a relationship from it I, I could not have done that especially with anxiety like yeah, I get told, yeah no it's, it's absolutely not more anxiety provoking for a zoom date than it is to go on a date in person well because I feel like there's more things to process when you're in person sorry <laughs> you almost like there's like all your other senses are engaged when you're in person. Yeah, and there's more distractions on the outside. On Zoom, it's yeah. just like, I'm just going to look at my computer screen. There's a screen. And then you're, like, looking at yourself the whole time to be like, oh, my God, do I look okay? Oh, yeah. Like, is the is background all right? Like, how's my it, lighting? Is my laundry <laughs> in the background? I mean, I do that with work calls, and I'm not dating my coworkers. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, <laughs> my mind just went blank. Uh but yeah, Zoom dating is a- a- like anxiety provoking. My biggest thing, like, because I mean, this goes along with my mental health, is I'm not a tiny person. Um, and my anxiety is, oh, this person has only seen so much of me. Like, mm. what are they going to think when they see what I look like in person? And it freaks me out. I'll be cocky. I have a really cute face. She's adorable. Thank you. Can confirm. Cross the table from her right now. Adorable. Watch out, Phil. <laughs> Just kidding. She already told me. I've been trying for years. Um, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I, we have to We have to just as like a side note anecdote. Uh, Julie's on the dating app earlier, and she said something about a couple on there looking for- Unicorn a, hunters. Yeah, unicorn hunters. They're looking for a third, right? Which, no and shame. You do you, but no I'm shame. not going to swipe right. Yeah, Sorry. like if that's your thing, go for it. Do whatever you want. However, I recently got like a spam message about someone asking me if I wanted to be their like 
sugar baby and if he wanted to be my sugar daddy or whatever. And I turned to Julie and I was like, do you think he'd be okay with supporting my husband and I? <laughs> like, does he want to be our financial third? And he said, no, send him my way. I can be straight for money. You know, gay for pay. Straight, straight for, I don't know. When, I, what something rhyme, what rhyming works. with that. <laughs> this whole world out there of possibilities. Oh my god! I like okay, because it's just conversation. I feel like I we've hit our points, but I'm also like, have we just been rambling? Probably, probably. And I want to be like, I wanted this to be like an impactful relationship episode, but it's just kind of quirky. Like this is. I I think we're gonna um, fluctuate. I think we're, some of our podcast episodes, I feel like, are gonna be on the nose and really cut and dry clear information and we'll have three main topics and we're going to talk about all of them and then sometimes i i think the two of us are a little burnt out right now we're exhausted i almost threw my laptop out the window it, julie almost punched a laptop we had to take a break and go get ice cream didn't punch it's very expensive <laughs> but i mean i think some episodes are going to be a little more casual and be a little more uh quirky as you said or like out there and that's okay I think that's fine because that's our personalities um and our minds have a tendency to bounce all over the place so it's 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 realistic is what it is um yeah and I just like I I want people if they're like oh they're so rambly this is not always this is us on no energy just also I I just also want to point out to you this is your own um, self-conscious anxiety talking right now. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> I'm sitting here so anxious about what y'all think of me. And I just said, y'all. Um, but like, you're, you're wondering about text messages. Oh, am I doing too clingy? And right now you're thinking like, oh, am I being too rambly? And you know what? This is our damn podcast and we can be as rambly as we want on our podcast. Thank you so much for pointing that out. <laughs> oh my God. I'm dating my podcast. <laughs> We're just gonna sit here and stare at each other. Uh, if there is um, bad editing, it's Abby's fault. She told me to pause. <laughs> I needed a minute. <laughs> uh, all right. So dating apps. I am on all of them. I hate all of them. I shocked Abby today by telling her I pay for one of them. It sucks. They trick you, man. Like we're gonna show you everyone that likes you, and then you open it, it's like, nope. Yeah, okay. I don't like I. Okay, in college, I think I went on, like, Tinder, and then over time, like, Bumble, and then after I moved home, like, Hinge became a thing, and I definitely tried a whole bunch of them. However, I would download them for a day, spend all this time setting up my profile, because, I mean... How many times have I sent you a picture of all my pictures? Be like, which one should I delete, Yeah, like, which one? I can only have so many. Like, you spend so much time, like, wondering and worrying about your own profile and what it's going to look like, and then I would swipe for, like, three seconds, start a conversation with someone, and then be like, I hate this, and delete the whole thing. And I would delete the app. I'm not kidding. I never, ever had a dating app for more than, like, 24 hours, because I would spend so much time setting up, and then I would get so frustrated, and then I was like, ah, I don't want to, like, people would be like, hey, what's up? And then you do this, like, weird... Um, small talk until one of you like gets the courage to say like, 
do you want to go out or do you want to exchange phone numbers? And then I don't want to exchange phone numbers because this is a stranger and I'm afraid they're going to kill me. Um, and so, and then I'd freak out and be like, no, and then delete the app again. So like the amount of times that I downloaded and deleted them was astronomical. Mine just stay, but I have deleted them, but I also edit them all the time. Uh, shout out to my friend, Nicole, not our friend, Nicole, but my friend, Nicole, for going through my pictures last night. <laughs> Because I was just trying to... That was a really weird, like, gaspy laugh thing. Um, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, start swiping. Um, I was like, shit, do these pictures work? I'm like, is that, like, my anxiety was like... Right, because we start thinking... Were they not going to swipe right because of this picture? Right, well, because then we start thinking, like, it's so um, surface level. What's that called? Conceited. No, nope. that's not the word, but it is. I mean, it works. It is surface level. Is another? What is that? I don't know. Your brain's gonna pop. Oh, my if you brain is literally thinking. melting out of my ears right now. Um, it is. It's so based on looks that one wrong photo and someone you miss out on the opportunity of meeting someone. Yeah. But like, how shallow is that? Like, that's so shallow. But then think about what you just said that you like went through your photos and you were like, oh my god, no, I have to like pick out the best ones and we worry so much about what we look like in the images and that is not real life like that's not real life that's not real dating and so it's it's so frustrating to me that we get so anxious about these things because they mean so much in our technological culture and time right now can i tell you what is an immediate swipe left so no for me just when, reminding you for that left when someone's so. holding up a fish no uh there's not <laughs> a lot of women that hold up fishes <laughs> Sorry, um, that's just like the, the guys on the dating apps. Yeah. Everyone holding a fish. Yeah, no, no fish. I mean, some guys like somehow get through the algorithm. And I'm like, mm, no. Because they're looking for a third. Probably. <laughs> um, but no, an immediate no is when someone is just um, all filters. Mm. Like even just like the casual filters. I'm like, no, show me your real face. I'm like... I'm showing you my real face. Yeah. Also, on the apps you can message on, if someone just likes me without sending a message, it's usually an immediate, I'm not going to answer you. Like, take the time to at least say hi. Because yeah. I'll take the time to, like, pick something on your profile and say something about it. You can at least say hi. Like, it's not Tinder or Bumble. You're not, it's not just swiping. I'm like, they give you a box. Say something. Yeah. I mean, that's what the app is for, right? To start conversations and meet people. Yeah. But again, on the flip side, everyone it's... uses these apps for different reasons. So like, I think that was my biggest issue when I would open them was like, like I wanted a relationship and then like any guy I was swiping on was like, I'm not looking for anything serious right now. That's my guy voice. Um, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. So that's not what I'm looking for. And that's fine. If you're on there just to like find what you need in the moment. Okay, great. That's totally fine. And I respect the heck out of people for being like honest about that. Yeah, but be honest. you have to be honest about it because there's a lot of people that go on and they're like, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship. And then they're really not. They're not looking. And like sometimes you don't know. Or, like, sometimes, like, I've met someone thought I was looking for a relationship, and I'm like, I enjoy my time with you. Yeah. But I don't see it, like, more with that person. But I'm like, I'm still having fun. So I, that's what I told this person. I was like, I'm having fun, but I don't want a relationship. I think that's the difference between, like, you meet some, And I have no problem with meeting people online. I have plenty of friends that I 
like have never met in person we're friends online like we've connected over other things but there's like a lot of things that we put out there when we're online that you probably wouldn't know if you were on a first date with someone that you met in person like I I wouldn't know these like intricate details or what kind of relationship they're looking for that would be something we'd talk about and have a conversation about and instead you're almost getting this like dossier of information up front where you can like investigate them ahead of time and then decide if you want to meet them I struggle so hard on bios because of that. I'm like, yeah. how do I show who I really am in a <laughs> in like dating app 160 bio? characters or less. <laughs> like, I'm like, just look at my dimples. <laughs> uh, or I'd always say that I was like really laid back and easygoing. Absolute lie. I am very type A, okay? And I'd be like, no, no, I'm so chill. I'm the chillest of chill people. Totally, yeah. We can do whatever. No, I have like every dietary restriction, okay? We cannot do whatever. I am very specific. I hate hiking. Don't ever take me hiking. Like, that's but why, I'd put that's on there like, we're not together, Abby. <laughs> I'd be like, I love nature. I can't keep a cactus alive. <laughs> like, no. People, this, th- those words came from someone who was trying to get a cat. I do really want a cat. That she's allergic to, in that she will forget to water. We water cats. <laughs> hey, I would like, in my defense, I am a different person now. <laughs> I'm a very different person now. I have a garden. It's alive. I remember to water it. I also water my own self. Considering Not enough today. No, not you enough today. I have been dehydrated my entire life, and I just now, in like the last year, have gotten better about um, drinking enough water. I over... Is there... You overdrink? I, yeah, I mean, I don't technically overdrink, but I drink. Can you overhydrate? Yes. That's a thing? That is a thing. Don't ask me any facts, but that is a thing. I, I know it's a thing. Open the Google. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> After this episode, we'll report back. Can you overhydrate? Next episode of Abby <laughs> is your doctor. We'll follow up on that as well as uh, the lawsuit going on for the period. Stop underwear. mentioning that. This woman right here just loves. No, that was the app. That was the app. Oh, we did. Yeah, we, but we, we still we, cut that out. <laughs> we, yeah, <laughs> whatever. This can whatever. This will be cut out um, too. Yeah, but I want to. Ta- I want to talk about one more thing. So I'm just gonna give this a second. Um, I want to talk about dating a little more dating queer for me like mm-hmm. I have I wish you were gay dar like I can't tell when someone's gay but I also am very like self-conscious in person and don't know how to talk to people I I have no idea how to help you with that and also I am very curious about that myself because like how do you without going somewhere where you know that the people there are part of the queer community like how do you guarantee or how do you know and like you're still afraid that like someone's gonna be offended right yeah because you don't want to like like, oh you're so nice i'm like no i'm flirting with you (laughs) i don't want to be your friend i want to date you yeah like here's my number call me someone i was at a pride event last month and i was with my brother um brother future brother-in-law um and i had an edible and someone came up to flirt with me like (laughs) This woman, oh no, this <laughs> totally was flirting with me, but I'm stoned. out of it. <laughs> I had a lovely edible, and I couldn't even talk to her because I was like, she like, like slyly was like, talk to me about my food, 
like it was like this weird totally flirting but weird and then she left and they were like you know she was flirting with you right and I'm like yeah but I, I what are words <laughs> like, I can't process this right now <laughs> and I just started laughing my ass up I was like <laughs> whatever okay so that's a that's like a really interesting question though and I would love for our listeners if you have any advice <laughs> to like tune in I mean it is different it's definitely different dating in the queer community than like you know a cishet community like it it is it just is there's like so many more variables happening there um and I imagine that that if you already have anxiety Hmm. that's got to be just like more piling on of more anxiety of like trying to figure out who the person is how to talk to them like I don't know how to flirt in person until I'm like, until I'm already like, oh, we're friends, which friends can turn into relationships. But then I'm like, then I'm overly flirty. Yeah. I'm flirting with all my straight friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, or I used to like, I mean, in college, I would need to have like a drink. And then I would like rely on this liquid courage to be able to flirt with someone. And then the next day I'd be like, totally awkward like I would not know how to speak to that person they'd be like oh hey what's up like we flirt like you know trying to pick up where we were the last evening and I'd be like I I can't speak to you and just run away in the opposite direction which is a terrible way to do it too because then like that sets a precedent that you can't be your true self with people I mean it's it's so hard it's so hard yeah like just give me an Ativan drip and (laughs) (laughs) let me date um, I don't even know if there's such thing as an Adam. I don't think so, but I honestly feel like I'm going to create a graphic for it because that is amazing. <laughs> Me in, in a bar. <laughs> Adam. Um, no, but I think, I think it's time to uh, wrap up. Um, but with this dating, I'm just going to shoot my shot via our app. Hi, I'm Julie. I'm queer. I'm single. I am 29. Slide into my DMs. <laughs> Hi. My picture is on. Can confirm. She's a great friend um, and a very caring human being and adorable. Oh, thank you. So, yep, you know, mm-hmm. call me. <laughs> this Meet is actually the new, uh, this is the release of a new dating app. Dating via podcast. Yes. Can we? Oh, my God. Okay. If anyone... I don't know how many listeners we have that I don't know, but if someone wants to date me and then I could talk about the date on our podcast, that would be hilarious. That would be so funny. It's like those TikTok videos where people are, like, narrating what's happening before the date, and then everyone wants to follow up on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be here for that. Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe you might want to just check with the person you're dating first if they're okay with that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not dating anyone now, so, like, someone from listening. Like, hi, do you mind if we just share all this private information about your dates with? I won't share any names. Our friends and family. Thank you. But that's actually, I read something, or maybe you told me, or I saw something, somewhere that, like, what art comes from, Mm. and, like, it comes from people's lives and stories, and, like, I'm not going to share this person's name or personal details but like those experiences you have with someone on those dates yeah I mean that's what our podcast is about it's our personal experiences yeah dating with Julie 
new segment coming soon. <laughs> Let's get me some dates first. <laughs> On that note, we're going to come up and not come up. We're going to wrap up. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> smooth. That was smooth. Wait, let's just pause. Let you ha- have a cut spot. and uh... <laughs> On that note, we are going to wrap this up. And as Abby said, she's going to talk about a book. I'm going to give you a song. Um, my song suggestions are all really mental health related and just like songs that I can click with when I'm in a spot. Um, so. Yeah, actually, we were sort of talking about this earlier. Um, uh, Julie was trying to find songs that sort of like matched her emotional state. And I was laughing because none of my book suggestions are going to have anything to do with my emotional state. But how funny is that? Because you use music as like an outlet for how you're feeling. And I use books as an escape from what I'm feeling. And so my books never have anything to do with what I'm actually feeling. It's it's purely a story that I need to like fall into. Whereas like music for you sometimes is like, it's like this release of what you're feeling. Oh, it's yeah. It's like the word just speak to me. It's like, Oh my God, I feel that same way. How did I not write this song? Yeah. How did I not just sing this song? Ask Abby. I'm a great singer when we're (laughs) testing our mics. There's a lot of outtakes of us just singing random clips of songs to like hear how the sound and audio and everything and playback and whatever, yeah. I don't know tech words, everything's sounding. Um, and there are some really, really bad, uh, worse than shower singing clips of us just belting out. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll include one. <laughs> God. Um, all right, Abby, do you have your book? I do. Okay, so as I mentioned in a previous episode, I love reading romance. Um, I listened to a um, romance literary podcast called Faded Mates, and I recently just started reading a book by Sarah McLean called A Rogue by Any Other Name, and it's the uh, first book in a four-book series. Um, It's a historical, and it's fantastic. I'm not going to read you like the whole synopsis or anything, but I will say that Sarah McLean's writing is so visual um, and just brilliant. Her use of dialogue and action and conflict in the story is amazing um, and it's romantic and hot and spicy and if you like that, go get it. Um, Anyways, I highly suggest, so it's A Rogue by Any Other Name um, and it's by Sarah McLean and there are four books, so if you love them, dive into all four of them and then she has a whole slew of other series that kind of branch off Uh, so that's my suggestion for this week and my song suggestion is actually for episode three but we didn't introduce for episode three um abby (laughs) is just (laughs) whispered shit you can say shit i put the explicit on there even though shit's not my song suggestion um really goes back to the last episode episode three and talking about triggers and things that overwhelm us um, the song is called Overwhelmed, um, and it's by Royal and the Serpent, who I, I think that's how you say it, I'm seeing opening for Demi Lovato in October. So amazing. Listen to the song. It's great. We'll probably include it in a clip in one of our Instagram stories. Uh, but thanks for joining us for episode four. Um, talk to us, email us. 
call me, beat me if you want to reach me. <laughs> yeah, we would love to hear from everyone. Um, like we said before and many times, and we're going to repeat it a million times, we want to hear from other people. And so we would love to hear your stories, your experiences. Um, it can be related to this episode's topic of dating, or it can be a completely unrelated topic and we can you know, bring it up or read it in a different episode when that comes up. Um, or you have a topic idea? Yeah. Like we, like Abby said in the beginning, people have come to us and be like, can I be on this and talk about this? Please come to us with that because we would love to have you. Absolutely. Um, and it can be anonymous or you can share your name. So don't feel any pressure to um, share any information that you're not, you're not ready to put out there. We're happy to tell your story anonymously. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at livelaughlorazepam and slide into our DMs to share your story or provide feedback. Make sure you subscribe. If you or anyone you know are experiencing suicidal thoughts or any mental health distress, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255.